Thank you for listening to the Calvary Church Podcast. For more information about the church, you can visit us online at ToledoCalvary.org or follow us on social media at Toledo Calvary. We hope you enjoy and are challenged by today's message. Good morning, Calvary. So good to see you today. Welcome those of you here in the sanctuary with us. Also, those of you joining us in Auditorium 2, so glad that you are here. Maybe you're watching online or by way of television, listening to the podcast. So glad that you're here today. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 is where we are. We have, uh, did you have a good Thanksgiving? It was a wonderful weekend at the Gilligan House, and we have officially jumped into the holiday season And I decided, I jumped on YouTube, and I searched holiday survival tips. There is no shortage of things there. Ways to keep you from having a disaster in the kitchen, how to avoid disastrous family. It's got uh, all kinds of things, everything from food prep to mental health you can find. I've got a, a holiday survival tip for you for this season. Like every year, we, we come to this point in time and know that for the next few weeks, our attention in so many ways turns to the holidays, turns to Christmas, and, and we, we'll, we'll, we'll look at the Christmas stories. We do this kind of every year. But as a preacher, you go, God, what do you, what do you want us to, to talk about? Like, how do, how do you want us to look at the holiday season this year? And there was one thought that I felt very strongly that the Lord wanted us to use almost, and we'll talk about this, almost as a lens for how we're going to see these next few weeks. And we're going to talk about a season of gratitude Today, we're going to talk about being thankful, not just because this is the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Some of you are like, well, I knew you'd talk about Thanksgiving because the Bible says the preacher shall preach about Thanksgiving on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. (laughs) But we're actually going to look at gratitude for the next few weeks and kind of as a springboard to how are we going to not just survive but thrive in this holiday season. We're going to look at one verse today, kind of unpack it, actually just five words of this verse. It's 1 Thessalonians Chapter 5, verse 18, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So Paul is writing a letter to a church in a city called Thessalonica, and he's writing to the Thessalonians. And as he gets to the end of the letter, he he gives them some rapid-fire encouragements, actually, they're commands. And he says, if you're going to live out your faith, here's what it's going to look like. And one of them is this verse, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 Just the first five words is where we're going to land today. Give thanks in all circumstances. Would would you read that out loud with me? Give thanks in all circumstances. One more time. Give thanks in all circumstances. So we're going to jump in. Just kind of unpack it. Let's talk about the first two words first. He tells us that we should give thanks. He tells us that the encouragement, the action, the command that we have from the Apostle Paul, which is coming to us, from the Holy Spirit, is that we should give thanks. In the Greek, if you were to go and look at it in an in a original language, Greek New Testament, what you would see is what we have as two words, give thanks, is just one word, eucharisto. And it has this idea of giving thanks. It's the, that's the translation of it. And this one word implies so much for us that we are to actively be involved in giving thanks, in showing gratitude, in having a, a life of thanksgiving. How do we do that? Well, here's another verse from the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 will help us understand it. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. 
Several other Bible translations will include the word thankful in there, that we are to thankfully offer this sacrifice of praise, that the fruit of our lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify God's name. So we are to, as a part of our thankfulness, give praise to God. And and that word key is so key here, isn't it? Because giving involves an active choice. When you choose to give, giving involves an active choice. It doesn't just happen passively. When we give, we make a decision. We think about it actively. I am going to give in some way. And I think there's different levels of giving. And these kind of show up here at Christmas time. Let's, let's break down a few of them. I, I'd say the, the kind of starter level, the fundamental one, is what I would call the white elephant level. Do you know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever been a part of one of those white elephant gift exchanges? And usually it's a great opportunity to re-gift something. Can I get an amen? Like we did one a few years ago where, and Leah, am I, am I getting this right? It was you had a $5 limit and, and you had to get it from a gas station. Was how we did it. Person who bought the lottery tickets no longer works here. And uh, that's, uh, I don't know if they might. I don't, I don't remember who brought them, actually. I don't think they confessed, but, um, right? That's the white elephant level, right? It's just giving something. It's, it doesn't really mean anything. It's kind of just for fun. Then there's what you might call the obligation level. Maybe it's a little more pricey, but there's certain people that you know, ah, we, we really need to get them a gift. You know that I, 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 it's, it's proper etiquette, for me to give gifts to those people I work with. Or, or if aunt so-and-so doesn't get something, she's gonna be offended. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm not giving it because I want to. I'm giving it because you make me, right? That's kind of that obligation level. Then there's what we just call the relational level, right? You have certain relationships with certain people where it's not just right for you to give gifts, but you, you want to give gifts. Like, that's a part of it. I, I think as parents, that plays into many of the gifts we give to our kids, what, what we give to our family, especially in this kind of gift-giving season, right? And it plays out at Christmas. It plays out at birthdays. It's, it's a desire to bless someone, right? It's this relational level where we give to one another. That's where most giving probably falls. And then there's what we would call a selfless and sacrificial type of giving. It's one where it comes from a deeper place in our hearts. It's not so much about the cost, and it's not so much about us being able to give. It's about us knowing the the impact that it's gonna have on that person. It comes from a place of selflessness. Often it comes from a place of sacrifice, and we, we give that in a certain way. I can think of certain gifts that have been given to me in my life where I go, I know that that did not come from a cheap place. Like that was thoughtful, I'm, I'm, that's not necessarily my, my spiritual gift, but I know some people that it's their love language. And when you're able to give in that way, it's such a powerful thing. Like, like do you have people in your life who are hard to buy for? Anybody? Like, you know, some people are just easy. You just know what they want. They very subtly send you a 12-page Christmas list. Like, you, you know what they want. Some people, it's just they want the same thing every year. You just kinda, and there's other people, it's like, I don't know what to buy them. I've got some people in my life that if I get them a gift, I just consider it as a gift certificate or a gift card because I know they're going to take it back. But at least I tried and failed, right? But God's not like that. Like God's not difficult to buy for. He's made it very clear. What he asks from us is a sacrifice of praise that from our hearts, and it might cost us something, we're willing to give of ourselves to him, that we offer up our praise. And one of the ways in which we do that is through gratitude, that we thank him, that we give thanks. And that giving thanks 
makes a huge difference. It shows something. It, it changes us in the process. And it might come at a cost. And sometimes we have to give thanks even in difficult seasons. And especially in difficult seasons, know this, giving thanks is a part of a process in a difficult season that is an expression of trust. Giving thanks is an expression of trust that we give back to God. Many of you know about two and a half years ago, I went through a a season of time where I was having some real issues with my voice. I had developed a lesion on one of my vocal cords, and it was this kind of real touchy season for a while where I had to be real careful kind of how I spoke, and like, like they call it literally vocal hygiene, and I went to the doctor and then went to, for a season of time to a, a vocal therapist that you walk through this process where you, you change some things in your life, you kind of clean up how you use your voice, and then you, in that process, you go through some exercises, and you go through literally vocal therapy just like you would any other kind of physical therapy, and, and one of the things that kept coming up through this whole time was, hey, we're really not sure how this is going to end up, but looking at it, there's a really good chance that you're going to need surgery. We're probably going to have to recommend you to a specialist and maybe even go to a bigger city and go somewhere and get a, get a surgery in this. And I'm very thankful for God's healing touch, and that surgery was not necessary. And I know many of you prayed and thank you during that time. But one of the things that, that I saw during that time is almost on a weekly basis, I'd be going for the vocal therapy. And the, the lady that was my, I called her my teacher, like I was in second grade. That's not, uh, but, but the, the vocal therapist she was so just helpful and so wise and knowledgeable in walking through that process. And I remember when I was going through that process, right, that the whole time we're saying, hey, we don't know what's ahead, and actually some days it just doesn't look good. But that whole process through the whole time when I was going through it, I remember just about every time when I left there, I looked at her and I went, thank you. Like there was something inside of me that I knew we didn't have an answer. It wasn't resolved yet, but I was so glad. I remember going to the doctor, him taking a look and saying, okay, here's where we're at. Here's where we're walking through. And when it was done, I, not because I, I was just trying to be nice like my mom taught me. I just looked at him and I went, thank you. Because I knew that even in the middle of this difficult season, there was somebody who was trying to help me get through it and that they were gonna be with me in this. And there was this really unique, I don't know, relationship that I felt with them because even though we didn't have the answers, there was something inside of me that was just filled with gratitude. I think it was because I trusted them to help me through that season. So in those moments, it was naturally natural for me to look at them and go, thank you. And isn't that the same relationship we're supposed to have with God? But oftentimes we go through difficult seasons and gratitude is not the first thing. But if we truly trust him, then we're gonna say, God, I don't understand this. I don't know how this issue is gonna end. I don't know how this is gonna work, but thank you. Thank you that you're with me in this. Thank you that you're walking ahead of me. Thank you that you have the answers. Thank you that you'll never leave me or forsake me. God, I don't understand it all. If you, if you look at the book of Thessalonians and the things that Paul said to the people in Thessalonica, the whole reason he's writing to them is because he can't be with them because he got run out of town. Like because of persecution, they forced him to flee. And he writes to them and he says, I warned you that you'd probably experience persecution and I know you are, but give thanks in every circumstance. In all circumstances, thank God, because when you thank him, you express your trust to him. There's something powerful when we show gratitude. Giving thanks is an expression of trust. I stress this, and especially in this season, and here's the reason why. In a season of giving, 
don't forget to give thanks. In a season of giving, don't forget to give thanks. Because when we become ungrateful, it can put us in some really dangerous territory. When I was a kid, I, I grew up at a great church in Warren, Ohio. Warren First Assembly of God, church I went to my whole life up until I went to college and my parents were involved there. It just was a really good church. Very different, kind of smaller than Calvary. It was a very different time, kind of um, back before we had electricity. I mean, it was a very, very different time, you know, back then. But my mom, there was a season of time when I was probably, I don't know, I must have been 10, 11 years old, something like that. My mom was in charge of all the, we called them greeters, like all the hospitality people. So when you come to Calvary, we have a tremendous group of people who meet you at the door and other places, help you to, to, to know where you're going, make you feel welcomed, and, and we, they do just a great job. Well, we had the same kind of thing. My mom was in charge of that. And we had one Sunday morning where some people didn't show up, right? And so my mom was trying to figure out what she would do. And I was with my friend, and his parents had to be there early too. So we were just kind of hanging out. And she was like, hey, do you guys want to help me out? And so she was like, why don't you go down to the door? She put us at the door furthest away from things. She was like, I think they can do the least amount of damage here. And she sent us down, 10, 11 years old, something like that. We, we, would, not do, we would not send, Leah, make sure Pastor Keith knows, we would not send 10 or 11 years old to, to do that now. But that was just kind of how it was. So we stood there, and I'll tell you what, we were walking down that hallway. We were bad men. We were going to make people feel so welcome. She's like, all you got to do is open the door, tell them good morning, tell them you're glad to see them, that kind of thing. Just, just be nice kind of thing. So we're down there. So we're just, man, our chests are puffed up. We're big guys. We'd open these doors. People walk in and go, oh, look at you. Aren't you the nicest little gentleman? You know, kind of thing. But not everybody. There's a few people that would walk in, and they'd, they'd be either engrossed in conversation, or they'd be in a hurry, or they're just don't love Jesus, something. And they would walk in and they just wouldn't even make eye contact or they just look and just walk away and this kind of thing. And I was just like, well, that's not how it's supposed to work. That's not how my mom taught me to be. And I thought, I'm gonna tell these people how it's supposed to be. And I would stand there and I would open the door and some of them would walk by and they just wouldn't even say anything. And I said, well, I'll help them. And so they'd get past and I'd go, you're welcome. Like that. I thought it was hilarious. Need a little wisdom from a 10-year-old. When we got in the car after church and I told my mom what I had done, she was not impressed. That was not going to be part of the greeter training to do that. I'll be honest, I still do that sometimes. I know it's not right. But I hold a door open for somebody to walk right by. Hey, you're welcome. It's snarky. It's kind of rude. Makes me feel good on the inside, but it's not right. And yet, I think there's times when I need to hear that from the Holy Spirit. Because he, he opens up doors. He brings blessing into my life. He makes a way for me. And I just walk right through. And I totally forget what God has done, especially in the difficult seasons. And there's times when I need the Holy Spirit to speak to me, not with snark, but with conviction. You're welcome. <laughs> like, you know what I did there, right? You saw, you saw how, even though you don't see it, I was faithful You saw how I was right there, and sometimes I just need to be reminded of this, and here's why. Because when I lose that sense of gratitude, there's a whole lot of other things in my life that start to fall apart. In Romans chapter 1, Paul gives this great theological progression of basically the, the, the fall of morality in humanity. And he walks through this incredible trail. I'll let you read Romans chapter 1. 
for yourself and the theology that he gives there. But I want to show you how he begins. He says this, Romans chapter 1, verse 21. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. And although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. And if you read the rest of Romans chapter 1 from there, that's when humanity really begins to circle the drain. You ever read it? He walks through this. And did you see how it started? It started in the heart when people, quote, nor did they give thanks to God. There's something that happens. Ungratefulness, this passage tells us, leads to foolishness. And it only gets worse from there. And when we stop having a spirit of gratitude, of thankfulness, of seeing the good things, the, the thanking God for things, it only leads us to foolishness and even more dangerous from there. So what happens is we, we stop being thankful for the things that he has blessed us with, and we start to get foolish thoughts. It happens to us with money, and we stop having gratitude, and then we never seem to have enough. With our health, we start taking it for granted. In our relationships, we, we start being overly critical. We start to look at other people and we dismiss them because they're different or they're not like us. Life becomes about us and we become the center of everything that we do and we think. The holidays become a chore and a drudgery because in the midst of all of this, we're so focused on self instead of gratitude that it causes us to not think right. We start thinking foolishly. Does that make sense? So here, this is where we're at. Paul gives us a command to help us avoid this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, first two words. He says, give thanks. The whole point of this time together today is to ask this question. Are you? Like, am I giving thanks? Are you showing gratitude? Are you thanking God in the midst of the places where you are in your life? And this is what he wants us to unpack here, which, which if we go back to the verse, we're only looking at, Five words. We looked at the first two. Give thanks. Let's look at the next two. He says, give thanks in all. He says, give thanks in all. Which actually leaves you with very few options, doesn't it? <laughs> like he says the similar thing in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. Look at this. Paul says, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I underlined two verses in my notes there. I underlined the words always and everything. Go ahead, you, you say those two words. Always and everything. Kind of eliminates all other options, doesn't it? When do you give thanks? Always. When? In everything. So what does that mean? How do we really live out? If, if Paul says that we give thanks in all, how do we live that out? Well, I think it starts here. We give thanks for the good and the bad. We give thanks in our lives for both the good and the bad. In all those seasons, it's easy in the good when life feels like a blessing. It's not as easy to give thanks in the bad seasons. But that's when we show God that we believe that he can be trusted. But that's not kind of how we live. We, we live, I don't know if you call it a consumer mindset. I don't know if you call it just, it's not just for today. It's humanity. It's the way we live. We like to pick and choose. God, I want to thank you in the good, but I want to try to avoid anything in the bad. Like, I want to try to do those things. And life doesn't necessarily work that way, but we think it does, right? Have you ever been, uh, have you, have you ever been like in a, in a sandwich shop and you go in, they have the whole counter laid out 
and you get to pick what you want on your sandwich. You know what I'm talking about? Or you go, you go like to like a Mexican type of quick service place, and you go in, and you can kind of build your burrito. I try not to mention places by name, right? You're just not supposed to do that when you preach. So I don't want to say Subway or Chipotle. I'm not going to say it. But you know, like you know what, or you know what I'm talking about without saying those things. Is that okay? Right, so you go and you stand there, then you just walk along and they say, hey, what, what protein would you like? And you say, well, I want that protein. And then you say, I'll take the steak and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip the onions and nobody wants the beans, but, but you know, I'll take the tomatoes. And then if you have cheese, make it three times as much. Like you walk through, you know, and you build your thing. But in the process, you're like, no, I don't want that, but I do want this, but I don't want that. And, and that's fine when you're, when you're building a burrito, but it's not when you're showing gratitude. And yet we tend to do that in our minds, Right? We walk through and we say, oh, God, you were faithful in the steak, but you weren't in the tofu because that's just not from God. And then you, you, and you, and you walk through and you say these things and says, God, I'll, I'll bless you here, but I don't understand this here, so I'm just mad here, God. But over here, I'm, I'm actually kind of a little ticked off and I'm envious here and I'm, and I'm sad here and we walk through these different things. But what he said was, in all, always in everything, all the way down the line, the challenge is for us to show gratitude the challenge is for us to thank him. And he tells us that in everything and always, that we give thanks in all. Two little words, in all. But it's interesting how much meaning is unpacked there because did you notice what he did not say? He did not say give thanks for all. He said give thanks in all. He didn't say for all. He said in all. We may not give thanks for all things, but we give thanks in all things. We may not give thanks for all things, but we give thanks in all things. And there's a distinction there, isn't there? We, we typically give thanks for things. Like I'm thankful for that person, or I'm thankful for that possession, or I'm thankful for that opportunity. But that's not what Paul encourages us for. We should give thanks for things, but we give thanks in all things. And that word in there changes the game. Because in leads us to some things that maybe we didn't ask for. In leads us to some things that maybe we didn't want. Or in leads us to some things that weren't the way we thought that we, they should be. And it's not necessarily for things. Do any of you have things in your life you're not thankful for? Anybody? <laughs> right? But he says, even in those things you're not thankful for, we are called to show gratitude in those seasons, which takes us back then to just the five words we're looking at today. He says, give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances. Interesting word, circumstances, because we use it for all kinds of different ways, but oftentimes it has like a negative connotation or it has this connotation when we look at it of, of something that's undesirable in our lives. Well, I think the outcome would have been different if the circumstances hadn't been what they were. Or I think I would have succeeded with different circumstances. Or I would have hoped for different circumstances. And we usually use that term circumstances to say, well, it's a negative or it's not desirable or it's not what we wanted. And the reality is, if you're going to live, your life will come with circumstances. True? And Paul says that we give thanks in, not necessarily for, but in all circumstances. So how, how do we see circumstances? I, I think that if we're going to define it, circumstances probably come to us in three ways. They, they look like people, places, and things. They look like people and places and things. So let's talk about that. I think, I think oftentimes our circumstances are the people that are in our lives. 
Oftentimes the circumstances that we face are because of the people that are in our lives. Do you remember when we, when we originally talked about the first two words, the give thanks? We talked about that in the Greek, it's just one word, the eucharisto. And that word is one that Paul uses over and over and over and over again. And he uses it oftentimes to talk about how he's thankful for the people that are in his life. Here's one example, Philippians chapter one, verse three. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you. And in at least nine of his epistles, either at the beginning or the end, Paul makes a statement like that, where he takes that word and he says, I thank God for you. I thank God for the people in my life. I thank God for those that, I, that I'm connected with, my brothers and sisters in Christ, the people that are in my world. You're gonna see him do it, we'll, we'll look later, multiple times in the book of 1 Thessalonians where he comes back and he says how thankful he is for the other people. So the question is, even if you are in a difficult season, have you been grateful for and thankful to the people in your life? And that's not always easy because sometimes that doesn't seem to make sense or sometimes it's not reciprocated and in our maybe consumer society or our online world, we're quick that if people aren't there to serve us or if they don't meet our expectations, we easily find a way to complain. Have you ever seen anybody blasted online? You ever seen anybody canceled? It's kind of the world and the culture that we live in, and it begins to seep even into our relationships in certain ways. And at some point, I have to make a decision. What's my default mode going to be? When I interact with people, and I, I think this is super relevant in, the, of course, these next few holiday weeks, right? When I interact with people, what's my default mode? Am I going to bless them or am I going to blast them? And there is a difference, isn't there? How am I going to respond? Because there will be moments when it's easy to bless and there will be moments when it's easy to blast. You're welcome, right? <laughs> and how are you going to respond in those moments? Will you bless or will you blast? Chad, you <laughs> preach is good, but you have no idea what they're like. You have no idea what it's like to interact with this person at the Thanksgiving table or when I go back to work tomorrow or when I see them outside my front window. Like you have, you have no idea what it's like. It's not necessarily true that it's easy, right? Because there are some people in our lives that we may not be thankful for. But God says that we are thankful in all circumstances. And here's what I know, and I don't, I don't mean to be negative, but I can tell you this. You can pray, you can serve, you can do all the right things. And there are sometimes people who just won't change. Isn't that true? Like it's two-way street. And sometimes you have these relationships that you just go, God, I just, I just don't get it. And I don't know that I can explain it either. I do know this, though. You can show gratitude, and it might not change them, but when you show gratitude, it will change you. And it will keep you from living a life that's filled with frustration. It's gonna keep you from living a life that's just filled with complaining. It'll help you in those moments if you'll say, God, even in this, I'm gonna find a way to praise you and thank you and choose gratitude. I'm gonna choose to bless and not blast. And ask the Lord to help me in those circumstances. So, so when we talk about circumstances, we talk about people. When we talk about circumstances, we also talk about places, right? The place you find yourself, where you live, the job that you have, the people that you're around, kind of that, that whole scenario of the place where I find myself, the season of life that I'm in. And some of us go, well, I don't, I don't want to be here. I didn't want to be here. This isn't what I expected. It didn't go the way I wanted it to. So in those things, we're still called 
to bless and we're called to be thankful, to show gratitude. Let, let me give you an example from scripture. Take a look at this. Acts chapter 16, verse 25. It says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Does anybody know this story? Yeah, they were at an all-inclusive resort when this happened. <laughs> Roof over their head, beautiful view. All their meals were provided because they were in a prison. They were in Philippi. And to be honest, they were in a torturous situation. It was all-inclusive, all right, but it was no resort. And here's what it says about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And at once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. I don't think they were sitting there thinking, thank you God for prison, thank you God for pain. Like that wasn't the song. They weren't thankful for those things, but they were thankful in those things. And they said, God, even here, you are faithful. Even here, you can be trusted. Even in this place where I did not want to be. And did you notice that their praise set them free? There is something powerful about when we are thankful. There is something powerful about gratitude. Our circumstances show up in people. They show up in places. Let me give you the last one. They show up in things. You ever had a thing happen in your life? You go to the doctor and there's a new thing. You go to the mailbox and there's a new thing. You look at your texts and there's a new thing. And there's things that come that are circumstances that if we're not careful, <laughs> we're not thankful for them. So what do we do in those times? Look at this, Romans chapter eight, verse 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Lord, this thing does not make sense. And I don't yet know how this thing is gonna end but I know that you work all things together for the good of those who love you. And so, Lord, I will thank you because I trust you, not because I'm thankful for this thing, but I can be thankful in this thing and know that in this I can trust you. Can I also tell you this? There have been things in my life that I was not thankful for in the moment, but was grateful in that to him. And then when it was all over, I looked back and saw that the thing I didn't think I was thankful for, I'm now thankful for. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? We look, go and say, God, I would never ask for that. But it was through that that my life was changed. And so we trust him in these things. We trust him in circumstances with people and places and things. Why stress this? Because if there's any season where you're probably gonna find yourself needing to be grateful in, maybe not for. It's gonna be this Christmas season because it's the most wonderful time of the year. It can also be the most stressful. It can be the one where you feel like you have the least or are the least. It can be the times when you can feel overwhelmed. And in these moments, it's good to say, God, I will thank you. I've had some conversations with some people lately who are actually walking through some pretty tough seasons. And coming into Christmas and, and seasons of grief and seasons of loss and seasons of frustration. And it's difficult in these seasons. But as I've talked to my friends, one of the things I've heard them say is, I, I would never ask for this, but I know that God is faithful in this. So I will trust him and I will continue to thank him because I know that he is with me every step of the way. So, so before we wrap up, can I give you just a few practical things to think about? You say, well, how do I do this? How do I, how do I give thanks 
in a season like this. Let, let me give you just kind of six things real quick if you're going to give thanks. Here's the first one. I'd, I'd challenge you to think it. Like a lot of this has to do with the way that we think, what we do with our minds, our attitudes, our choices, that we, that we think about those things in a certain way. The Bible says, as you think, so are you. So you want to think in a certain way. And some of that has to do with just even what you're putting in your mind. Like I've got a, I've got a few songs that when I can look at myself and diagnose that I've got a little more frustration than I've got faith. Anybody? Like I've got some songs that I go to. Like there's, there's a couple of worship tunes that I know when I, when I listen to that, it helps to change my perspective. It changes the way I think because it takes it off of me and it helps me to give glory to God. Does that make sense? It's amazing how about 45 seconds of a song can help me to think, Chad, you were messed up in your, in your head right there. I needed a checkup from my neck up and the Holy Spirit helped me in that moment. So some of this has to do with how you think in those moments. The other thing I challenge you, not just think it, but I challenge you to list it. Like maybe take some time and make a list. Maybe in a specific area of your life and just say, God, what, what am I thankful for? This might be a cool thing to do in the notes app on your phone. Keep a little running list. And here's what I found, that when I start listing those things, when you start counting your blessings, there's a powerful thing to go, God, I, I see what you've done here because you can have a tendency to focus in on the narrow side of what doesn't seem right, and it's helpful sometimes to look out and see all the things God has done, true? So maybe it's good for you to make a list. It helps you to get in the gear of thanks instead of being in the gears of complaining and frustration. And I just encourage you with this. If you are noticing that in your heart or with your mouth, there's more complaining or frustration than you wish there was, oftentimes, that complaining and frustration is actually a symptom of the disease of ungratefulness in your own life. That before I put that out there, I might need to look in here. Which, here's, here's a third thing I'd encourage you to do. Not just think it and list it, but why don't you write it? Why don't you, why don't you find a way to actually write it? I know that's a little old school for some of us. But I think there's something powerful about when you sit down and write a thank you note to someone. Like, it's interesting. I, I can walk around some of the cubicles of our staff, some of the offices of our staff, and you know what they have right out in front of them? They have the thank you notes that someone else has sent them. I have a collection of a few that I keep because they were so meaningful in who they came from. They weren't just words. They, they were put in that written form and it became something tangible to hang on to. That's, that's, a, that's a powerful thing. And it's not just powerful for the person that receives it. It's powerful for the person that sends it. Like you, you, might, you might need to get in a, in a season of time where you go, okay, God, once a day, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna think of someone in this holiday season and I'm gonna write down a thank you note every day. What's it take, five, 10 minutes to sit down and write something that's not only gonna bless somebody else, but it's gonna help them. And I would encourage you to do that in, in, in your life with God. Like maybe you have a journal or a notebook that you could sit down and just say, God, I'm gonna make this my little gratitude spot. And, I, and I'm gonna write and list some things that I'm gonna thank you for in this season. And, and I, I know we've got all kinds of technology, but I really believe that when you put a pen in your hand, it works like a spiritual antenna between your heart and the Holy Spirit. There's something about when, when you hold that and you say, God, I'm open to, to think in your mind and you, 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 you let the Holy Spirit speak to you through those moments. So, right, you need to think it, you need to list it. I challenge you to write it. And then I challenge you to say it, to speak it out loud. Because oftentimes that expression of thanks is good for their ears, and it's good for your ears too. Can I also tell you this? When you speak 
Thanksgiving, when you speak gratitude, it's healthy for your tongue. Amen? Right? It's, it's good exercise to speak thanks to the people in your world and to speak thanks to God. I challenge you not just to think it, list it, write it, speak it, and say it. I challenge you to share it, that you put your hands and feet to work. Maybe it is a gift that you give to someone in some way. Maybe it's a way that you serve someone in some way. But as you share it, as you physically put into practice expressions of gratitude, it's a powerful thing in your life. And can I challenge you to pray it, that it becomes literally a part of your spiritual hygiene, that you take some times, especially when you're in seasons that you're not thankful for, that you take time to spiritually say, God, I thank you. God, I worship you. God, I come to you and I express my trust to you. That there's something powerful in all of that when we look to God. When you build in some of those regular rhythms, it becomes a really powerful, powerful thing. What did, what did Paul say to us? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances. Go ahead, hit that with me. Give thanks in all circumstances. Why? Why is it so important? Why do I think God has us here right now? Because I think gratitude <laughs> kind of works like maintenance for your heart. Like, like some of you have, have already done this, but this is, a, this is a good season. This is a good time of year to go to your furnace and change out the air filter. True? So you're just like, oh, yeah. I was supposed to do that in 2020. Okay, I, I'm this afternoon, this afternoon. Don't order it on Amazon right now. You can do it when, when, when you're on the way home. You can do that. But why do you do that? Because I've, I've forgotten. Anybody else ever forgotten? <laughs> and then you go and you pull it out and you look at it and you say, I must never forget this again because it's covered in dirt. And you think all that, that dirt, those allergens, those particles, I've been <sighs> breathing that in. And every so often you've got to change that out. And I think gratitude works like maintenance for your heart. It's, it's kind of like when you, when you give thanks, it's kind of like you take one filter out and you put a clean one in. And you realize, God, help me to breathe in that fresh air of worshiping you, of being thankful. I'm not thankful for this, God, but I'm thankful in this, and I trust you. And I know that that thing you're going to work out for your glory and for my best. Maybe you even take it, the analogy, a little further. It's kind of like changing the oil in your car, right? Because if, if, you, if you just keep driving and you just keep driving, eventually what happens is that that, that, that oil not being changed is going to mess up your car, even to the point that it could be irreparable. And this is what Paul says. Look, the whole thing starts to fall apart when you stop giving thanks. And some of us needed a good reminder today from the Holy Spirit that I might not be thankful for, but I'll be thankful in. I'm not just gonna pick and choose. God, I'm gonna be thankful in all. God, I'm gonna choose to give this to you and I'm gonna show gratitude. So what's that mean? Think about it maybe for just a minute for yourself this week. Like between now and the next time we're together, how, how can you express gratitude? Like, what is it that God might be speaking to you about the people or the places or the circumstances that you're in that you can worship him and maybe even express some thanks to others and especially thanks to God? And for some of you, where this begins is to really take a good look and give thanks for what Jesus has done for us. If there's anything we have to be grateful for, isn't it the cross? Isn't it his resurrection? That he died and rose again so that you and I could have life and that life could be eternal. So can I ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes? And I've just got two, two ways that I wanna pray before we wrap up. And whether you're 
here in this room, you're in auditorium too, you're, you're listening to this, you're watching this somewhere. If you know that you need more than gratitude, but that as we've been talking today, you, you've just reached a point to go, I know I just can't do it on my own. And I know that I need forgiveness and I know that my life needs purpose. And I've realized I can't find it in any way except through Jesus Christ. Jesus did die on the cross to pay the price for your sins, for my sins. And he rose again so that you and I could not only know him, but we could find meaning and life in him both now and then in heaven for eternity. And you've reached that point that so many of us in this room have reached. We've just said, Jesus, I can't do it on my own. And that you choose to give him your life. If that's you today, I want to I pray with you. And you are in the company of a whole lot of people who would say that's the most important decision they ever made. Then if you would say that today, Jesus, I can't do it on my own. I give you my life. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? You can raise your hand and put it right back down. It's just between you and God. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks. Jesus, I can't do it on my own anymore. I need your help. Anybody else? Jesus, I need you. In this room, watching on a screen somewhere. Thanks. If you know that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, or if today you would say, Jesus, I give you my life, would you pray this prayer just kind of loud and proud with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus, for sending your son to die for my sin. I ask today that you would forgive my sin and be my Savior. I give my life to you, my risen Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, look, if you just prayed that prayer, especially for the first time and you're watching online, I hope you got to our website, littlecalvary.org. There's a place there you can click that just says Jesus, and we would love to help you on this journey. If you're here today, I hope you'll stop by our new here area, and there's friends there that would love the opportunity to pray with you. We have a Bible we want to give to you and just encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Okay, I got one more, one more place I'd love for us to pray before we wrap up. And I know this might, might be a little vulnerable for some folks, but... This is a good thing, right? That you would just say, um, Chad, I'm in something right now that I'm not thankful for. (laughs) But I need to say, God, help me to give thanks in all circumstances. God, I trust you. So will you be with me? Will you help me to be thankful in this season? If that's you, can I ask you just to stand right where you are? Auditorium two here in auditorium one. If you're watching somewhere, this, this is a step just to say, God, I need your help in this season. That's you. You'd say, I don't know that I'm thankful for it, but God, will you help me be thankful in it? Would you stand right where you are? You're in good company today as you stand. Anybody else want to pray with you today? You'd say, God, would you help me to be thankful in this season? Anybody else? I know that this is a hard thing, and some of you are going, I don't, I don't need anybody to know this, and they won't know anything. They'll just know your trust in Jesus today. Anybody else? just need to stand and say, God, I'll thank you in this season. Lord, you're so good. And Lord, we thank you for your word today and how it speaks to us. And Lord, even when we find ourselves in circumstances we're not thankful for, God, today we choose to thank you in them. And so with my friends, as we look to you today, Lord, we give you praise. And we know that we can trust you. And so we say thank you. Lord, would you help us to hold on to that in faith? Would you help us 
to trust you and know that you can be trusted in all seasons. So we will give you praise. We will give thanks. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to be thankful even in the midst of the people and the places and the things that we find in our lives. Lord, would you help us to be thankful, not just picking and choosing, but always in everything, giving you praise. Lord, and it's not easy and we won't always get it right, but today we glorify you, we thank you, we look to you. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would help us to be thankful, to give thanks in all circumstances. And Lord, we ask this knowing that you are faithful and that you are with us and that our trust is in you. And so Lord, would you help us in this holiday season to make it a season of gratitude with your special favor and with your wonderful peace. And we ask this in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, God bless you. Thanks for being here. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday.